hey, I know this is episode 249, 250's coming, and it is a give back episode. So get ready for the next episode, 250. Hope your Q4 is going good. It's a great time to be selling and sell a lot. Watch your repricers. I just got whacked on one, lost $15 a unit. I didn't lose. I'd have lost in profit because I should have blocked one. Wasn't paying attention, so please do. Let me tell you about a couple sponsors. Um, you know, Scope from Seller Labs. If you're not using it to even just to take your wholesale accounts, of course you got to use it for private label, right? You need to understand the keyword. You want to understand a keyword, go look at your competitors, get their keywords, and then use them. That's smart business, right? Because they already have proven that proof of concept. But take the same approach to your wholesale accounts. Make sure that those keywords are in there. If not, upload those changes. Many times you can't, but many times you can't. Take advantage. Scope from Seller Labs. Go to sellerlabs.com slash scope. Use the code word momentum. Save a few bucks. Get a few keywords. Get your listings found. Got to find that keyword and scope will be the product that will help you there. Solutions for e-commerce. Karen Locker, you know, again, you hear me talk about her because she is my account manager. She's been doing a great job. Again, I had some stranded listings and I noticed them down there on the bottom right-hand corner. They're gone. I look back and they're gone and I see stuff submitted. I see stuff returned. It's such a great process because I don't have to pay attention to that. I can pay attention to the other parts of our business. Solutions for e-commerce slash momentum will save you 50 bucks. Lowest price she offers and you still get the inventory health report. Take a look at it. Get set up for 2018 now. Tell Karen I sent you. When you're thinking about um, Q4 lists and I hope you don't use them just Q4. I hope you use them all year long. Again, you want to learn how to fish, right? And so the best thing to do when you're buying a list is look at what they're doing and how they're doing it and then figure that out on your own. That's the approach that Gay Lisby uses in her million-dollar arbitrage list. It is closed for the rest of this year. However, I have asked them and they have said they would do it. If there's an opening, they will pull from the wait list. Okay, so I have the link out on my uh, site on this episode that'll have a, uh, a link that'll take you right onto the wait list. So get on the wait list if there's something that you're interested. Remember, she's going to give you a seven-day free trial, so there's nothing to lose. But then once you get in there, take advantage. Learn how to fish, right? Sharpen your tool, you know, sharpen your skills, I guess is the right phrase I should use. Okay, so again, I have that link out on this episode, so jump out there and get on that list. You know, GoDaddy and uh, Grasshopper are both national sponsors of the show. I'm very fortunate. Um, I have a third one coming on in February. I'm very excited about that. But GoDaddy, I use them uh, just with somebody who had a great idea for an, uh, uh, for a domain, and I'm like, use my link, save 30%. 30%. Yes, they pay me. We all know that. However, 30% is real. I use it myself because I want to save the 30%. So it's trygodaddy.com slash momentum right? Try GoDaddy.com slash momentum and you're going to save 30%. Grasshopper is the same deal. Try Grasshopper.com slash momentum and you're going to save 50 bucks. Um, I saw somebody else just signed up for it. The service makes you a professional. All of a sudden your business has a phone number, has a vanity phone number. You can kind of create your own one if it's available. But you don't need a second phone. And I think that's the big thing. It's not Google Voice, which is choppy. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. This is professional stuff. Press 1 for customer service. Press 2 for my Amazon account manager, which would go to Karen's team. I mean, this is a great opportunity. So it's trygrasshopper.com slash momentum. Save 50 bucks. 
Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Stephen Peterson. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 249, Rich Sayak. I really enjoy talking with Rich because he has reinvented himself. And what I love about what Rich says is he has used the knowledge he has gained from others in leading group discussions to advance his business. Again, he's teaching yet learning. Think about that. It's the best proof of concept, right? You get a group of people, they're going to improve on your ideas. How many times has that happened to you? Well, in Rich's world, it's happened a lot. Love his concept. I love the fact that he's been doing it for so long. And I think that that consistency, I think we all would agree, consistency is the key. And Rich and his wife, Nyla, are just great proof of that. Let's get into the podcast. All right. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. Very excited about today's guest. Um, Actually, I'm excited about two things. First time I'm recording in my warehouse and so hopefully uh, we'll have uh, good audio quality. And the guest that I have on has more experience than me and my friends and the rest of us all combined. He's been selling a long time. Rich Sayak. How'd I do on the name, Rich? Perfect. You got it perfect, sir. Okay. I was concerned about that. I want to make sure I don't mess that up. Now, welcome. Um, Rich has been a longtime seller, uh, a certified eBay train uh, education specialist which is a pretty cool title, and um, has a retail brick-and-mortar business. I mean, you've got a lot of things going on, Rich. Yes, we do. Um, it's uh, myself and my wife that run this. And uh, uh, when you say retail, we're, we're still home-based, so, but it, it, it is a commercial uh, signed business. So uh, that uh, uh, there's a lot of things that go on in, in, uh, in our business, uh, Things change in uh, in a minute uh, when it comes to uh, something that has to be made or done. Uh, I have some commercial real estate companies that I deal with, and um, they need something done rather quickly. Working on a project right now that uh, uh, got the email yesterday, and they need it by tomorrow. So uh, these are not something very small. They're four by uh, four sheets that have to be made, four foot by four foot. So they're rather large so it's a pretty good project but uh, this is how we jump in our business i mean do you actually do some of the printing still in-house yourself well what we we are a vinyl cutting business okay so commercial vinyl we, we don't do the actual printing of, of particular things although we do banners uh we have wholesale suppliers that do our uh, that are that do our wholesale printing banners and so forth matter mm-hmm. of fact i got one right now that i'm working at too so uh yeah, that, but uh, the vinyl cutting uh, is is our main niche uh, of what we do. We haven't gotten into the uh, the commercial printing end of it. So, but you you cut it and then you apply it to whatever type of metal or plastic or something else, or to the side of cars or trucks or what have you. That that is correct, and that that's that's a huge part of our business. And uh, what we do in the in the e-commerce world is uh, we actually manufacture that ready to apply so that the customer actually will get that item uh, what we call masked and ready to apply so they can uh, put it on whatever vehicle they want whether it be a truck a car van a uh, boat whatever whatever it is you know i was thinking about this as i was driving over to this interview i passed a real estate office and it, uh who i'm using for some commercial leasing and i thought huh 
there's a role, uh, somebody who's in real estate, and I've seen a bunch of people post about that they're either in real estate or have thought about getting into it. And I thought, boy, that's so complementary to our e-commerce business in many ways. If you have a warehouse or if you're dealing with um, manufacturers or distributors, you know, love to meet those guys because I would want to distribute their product, right? Or, you know, and so I thought about your business and it's so complementary. And I'm sure it wasn't always that way. Well, let me ask this. Was eBay, would you say that eBay was, could have been the saving grace of your business? Oh, yes. Um, when the uh, when the recession hit, and I'm going back to, you know, in, in any industry like ours, the recession starts long before it really hits the real pocketbook of the Absolutely. Uh, regular people. So uh, when when we started noticing that we weren't getting the commercial calls, uh, and, and even to this day right now, you see a lot of retail places that are empty and uh, you don't see many mom and pop shops uh, just opening up in the retail centers and um, I'm not blaming that on e-commerce. I'm blaming that on uh, a lot of the uh, the rents that the that the people have to charge. And I think there's a big fear of people going into retail. And and also it's franchisees. So right. uh, yeah, when we saw that coming, and I'm going to go back to I'm going to say 2007 actually, or 2008 somewhere in that area, uh, we just weren't getting the calls that we needed to to do. And I've been in my chamber for almost 25 years. And when I'm going to events and I'm not getting work or business, uh, I'm it started to get a little bit nervous. So uh, when um, what we did is we had started selling on eBay in 2001 is when we opened up our first things to sell and try. Um, we didn't have very good success. So um, uh, once uh, we uh, started selling things here and there along the way uh, until that uh, recession area or whatever is when we really went. A little bit more gung ho into the uh, into the eBay area, and um, and it 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 really it, it helped immensely. I mean, and back then uh, we weren't doing the ready to apply products as much as we were doing personalized signs and and just kind of some funny stuff that we sell on eBay. We've got a bunch of different types of things that we sell for bar signs and things like that, and they're all custom personalized with a person's name or whatever on it. So um, that's what we really pushed, and, and we were we were doing fantastic with that. But uh, as you know, competition comes in and, oh, sure. and change, changes your world. Yeah, but so. if you didn't have that option, I mean, you know, I think about your situation, and I think about uh, how many other retail businesses. I mean, you help bring people in to learn how to do eBay. That's one of your things, right? Um, but can you imagine... Uh, if you didn't have that, you know, what, what other options would you have had? You might have had to geographically expand, right, and go further out and take it away from your business and your family and the rest of that stuff. So to me, what you're, like you were kind of a pioneer in, in taking your business to the e-commerce world without doing your own website, without trying to drive your own traffic, without all that. You took advantage of what eBay had, the best of what eBay had to offer, and you were able to apply it. I, I applaud you. And I imagine that the conversations you have with other members of your chamber of commerce kind of go like this. Hey, you should consider adding eBay or I guess now Amazon, too, to your business model. You could do much better. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny you mentioned that because um, I'm very close friends with another sign company that I told you that does printing for us. And they're, uh, um, you know, I've never been into this uh, uh, 
understanding where people won't talk to other sign companies or they won't talk to other bankers or whatever when we have networking events or whatever they kind of shy away from all that where we've always made friends with most of the sign companies because uh, they can compliment you with things that you do that that they may not be able to do and we share things all of the time uh, two of our best friends I just came from there just a few minutes to pick up the banner I was talking about and uh, you know so yeah complimenting that and they to this day will refuse to do anything e-commerce although I showed him how to sell a bunch of his collectibles uh, but he refuses to do any of the e-commerce world and uh, uh, as you talked about training and things uh, I've got several success stories uh, a friend of mine that owned a forklift uh, leasing company and repair company um, he went uh, and really wanted to figure out how he could start promoting his forklifts on eBay and and I'm like well you know what you're really missing is is the, the used parts part oh, yeah of, for sure of, of your product so uh, we many years ago and and his brothers were just like totally against this world and he was quite younger and said you know I'm gonna do something with this and see what we could do with some of these used things and go and uh, boy, he just uh, he just took that and drove that uh, amazing numbers that they were doing by taking little parts off of these, uh, you know, uh, particular forklifts that he had. And, um, you know, as everything advances, the old parts are harder to get. Right. You know, right. And so you need somebody to supply those old parts, whether they be used or new. And um, he just he just went crazy with it. And to this day, he uh, whenever I see him. Uh, he's always telling me about how, how great they're doing. But I, I worked with him for probably three years in, in that business. And uh, um, I could tell you the brothers were in their offices and they didn't want to have anything to do with it. But um, They probably feel it, pretty good about it now. <laughs> yeah, well, they did. Actually, they were poor, more closer to a retirement. Uh, so they didn't want to get anything new and whatever. And uh, he totally rebranded the, comp- re-branded the company and and, and change the whole company around. So it's uh, it's been a great thing. But that's just one of the stories, I mean, that I can talk about when you work with somebody that's really gung-ho, wants to move forward. Uh, they learn pretty quickly after they have a few sales that, hey, we're, this is something I've got going. And, you know, and, the thing that gets me is what other option did he have, right? I mean, you know, they could have just, oh, woe is me, you know, uh, Eeyore, right? Oh, the world's going away. It's all just e-commerce. We're not going to make it. And just be resigned to that as opposed to branching out. And, I mean, let's face it, it's probably exciting, you know, especially that first sale. We all know what that's like. That's very rewarding, right? You you did the work. You put your head down. You hoped, and it actually happens. That's pretty cool. Yeah, well, actually what they were doing then is um, is basically auctioning off all of the used equipment. Oh, you know? pennies on the dollar. Exactly. Pennies on the dollar. I mean, what they were getting for a whole forklift, you know, they were probably, uh, you know, selling uh, some of the actuators and the different uh, parts, the electronic parts inside, the starters, the solenoids and things uh, for what they would get for the whole unit, you know, when in an auction. So, um, yeah, they yeah, that's that's one of the great great stories I have with this business. Well, how did you get into, I mean, the sign business came first. I mean, was, were you an entrepreneur from day one? Is this your first business? Um, Were you in the corporate world or something else? Um, I call myself, and you've probably heard it, a serial entrepreneur. (laughs) You know, you start out 
Uh, I started out pretty young, um, you know, grew up in a lower middle class family. We had a bunch of kids in the family and my mom and dad always were taking care of uh, other folks. So you had to fend for yourself if you wanted things. Uh, you had to fend for yourself. And I learned hard from my dad that, uh, you know, hard work pays off. And uh, so when I was younger, I'd had paper routes, the same old stuff, snow shoveling, grass cutting. Mm -hmm. I had an egg route. I bought wholesale eggs from my uncle's egg farm and put them into the one dozen packages and delivered them around. To oh, back that's then. Awesome. A of, yeah, a lot of people baked, though, back then. A lot of the ladies in the neighborhood liked the fresh eggs coming in. So that was kind of interesting. But I, it was always the fact that if, if you wanted to buy something, I had the money to buy the things that I wanted. I wanted to go bowling, I had the money. If I wanted to go to a movie, I had the money. I never had to ask because I couldn't ask because I couldn't get it. So, mm -hmm. so you know, it's kind of how I started as a, as a young uh, person growing up or whatever. And yeah, I was in the, uh, uh, I went to school and uh, for automotives and uh, became a, uh, uh, worked in a, a couple car de different car dealerships and uh, started there. The one dealership, quick story on that is the guy says, hey, I don't have anything open, but if you're willing to, you know, uh, sweep floors and do all of that stuff. And as I got into there and know the managers, they started having me answer the phones and saw that I could sell service. And I was doing pretty good waiting for my job as a mechanic. And uh, um, that never came through because uh, I never had an opening with the union. But, uh, you know, that's where some of the things I learned to sell uh, uh, items that people needed for their cars, whether it be a tune up, brake job and so on. And. So I guess I had that entrepreneurial spirit there. And then uh, we uh, went into the packaged ice business uh, where we, uh, me and my packaged brother. Packaged ice. Yeah, we, we, uh, we had an ice company where you took uh, you know, ice cubes and put them into 10-pound bags and, okay. and, and distributed them out to the different 7-Elevens and so on and uh, uh, white hen pantries back at that time and convenience stores and so forth and gas stations. So... Uh, and then we uh, bought into a distributorship for a large company here in Chicago area uh, and uh, did that for several years. I'd say probably 12 or so, maybe. And then uh, as competition came in with that, um, they decided they wanted to buy all of their routes back uh, so that they could turn around and sell the whole business back. And uh, I went into a, a window cleaning service because I knew a lot about uh uh, the different products that I that I, I, I knew a lot of businesses. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was uh, what we started to do was uh, clean commercial services and stuff uh, with uh, uh, a lot of commercial buildings and hotels and things like that. I'm making a long story short, but it was it was it was a tough business uh, climbing up the ladders and so forth like that. And then um, I had uh, quite honestly, I had tw uh, seventy about seventy eight blockbuster videos that I was cleaning. So we had several subcontractors working underneath us and uh, they were done on a weekly basis and it was a huge account. Well, you know what happened with blockbuster, but long long before they folded, uh, uh, we got a certified letter that said, uh, we are no longer gonna need your services. You will be dealing with XYZ company out of Ohio and uh, they will be uh, telling you what you're gonna be getting paid to do these stores. Um, on, on a regular service basis. So contact so-and-so and, -so and um, that put the kibosh on that because uh, what I was going to get paid was uh, was impossible to run my business uh, that way. So uh, that all of a sudden overnight, you're almost like boom, uh, out of business because we had a, you know, a lot of stores that we were dealing with. So um, anyhow, that that's how that worked. And that 
And from there, uh, quite honestly, that's how the sign business came into play because I was opening up all the new blockbusters as they were opening and they needed window lettering for different uh, things to put their hours on and so forth. And at the time, uh, I had uh, uh, a friend of mine that was in the sign business that was renting from me in, uh, at my building. And um, I said, hey, can you do this stuff and do it fast for me? And we did it and I'd up the price on it and, and I started doing the lettering and uh, uh, with that, we decided, well, you know, I'll cut the middleman out and go direct. So we bought all of the equipment uh, and went for training to learn how to do it and the software and everything. And uh, and that's where that really started, from, which was in about 2000, 1999, 2000, somewhere in there. And uh, we've been kind of going through there. So I guess I am a serial entrepreneur, I guess. Yeah, no kidding. And, you know, is there a common thing? A theme between all those businesses? I mean, it does seem to be relationships. You know, I was sitting there listening to you, you know, to be able to manage that account and manage 78 stores, there had to be some pretty strong relationships and, and I guess consistency because that's how you get rewarded, right, with more responsibility is by delivering what you said you're going to do. And so they're going to give you that. The dealership gives you more responsibility as they see that you can actually do sweep the floor and then you answer the phone politely and it works. Would you say that those are the common traits that you see? Well, yeah, a- absolutely. It, it's it's in it, and it's in any business building the relationships. Even even people don't realize that, but, but building those relationships online uh, with your customers uh, mm. is the same way. Um, but yeah, I mean, in in and many times you hear people say, "Don't put all your eggs in one basket." Well, uh, with the blockbusters, as I was opening them up, and and they were they needed cleaning. And they, they needed to be done on the inside. All, I don't know if you remember the stores. They had a million mirrors inside. It was just, it was a filthy mess to try and get them ready to get open. And as they were opening, they would count on me to get my crew in there to get that because I'd go there till 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning so that store could open. And that being that uh, kind of aggressive with the managers, uh, that the next manager that was taking over another territory territory would always say, "Hey, you got to go to Rich because he's the one that's going to get your stuff done for you." So as that progressed, then I got to keep the store as a as a on an ongoing basis for cleaning the windows. Had I not done that, um, they're going to give it to a competitor, and then next thing you know, the competitor is going to get those kinds of you know all of the stores. So uh, I was more or less forced to do it, but. But they liked what I was doing because uh, they could depend on me. And um, you know, I think that's with any business that you run, being able to depend on you. So that's where I kept growing and I kept growing and taking over more territory uh, because they could depend on me. And, you know, I'm in Chicago and it's uh, it's not fun in the winter when it's 20 below zero washing windows, I can tell you. And, and, and that's when they're the filthiest, you know, because of the salt and stuff. So uh, uh, they uh, they like the service. And that was very the way it started. You know, now I think about what you do with meetup groups. And and one of the things I wanted to make sure we hit on is that you have one of the larger, largest, I don't know how big it is relative to, there. I know there are several large, um, you're up there with an eBay meetup group. And I think about it, again, from a relationship point of view. I was just at Ecom Chicago uh, that you guys and the Levines put on. And it was incredible. And a ton of people I talked to said, oh, yeah, we're a part of the local meetup group. We're part of the local meetup group. And they just how it was like a family. Let's talk about 
why you do that. I mean, how that came about, why you continue to do it. And it's, I mean, it's big. It's a lot of effort, correct? Um, yeah. I mean, uh, basically the, the meetup started, I believe, in 2006. I, I can't remember when. It was something like that because we were at eBay Live uh, in Las Vegas and um, at the convention there. And um, I met the folks that were that were starting meetup.com. Uh, and um, they were going around to the booths. And at the time, I was working in an education specialist booth for, uh, not working, but I was at the booth and uh, manning it. We weren't getting paid, you know. Uh, but anyhow, so they um, they came by and talked to us and said, you know, are you interested in doing this? Well, if, if you, as we all know, when we're inside workers that work, uh, you know, uh, we're not out in the world uh, visiting people or, or into an office or whatever, uh, I thought this would be pretty slick to get out there and meet people um, uh, that are doing the same thing that we are doing. But not only that, maybe there's some people that want to learn how to sell. And at the time, I was an education. Oh, wait, hold on a second. I want to stop there. You thought it would be neat. Were you thinking there would be a benefit for you too, or just to find somebody else that you could talk to about this? I think oh, there's no, a distinction. Was, yeah. Well, I would say both. But okay. The, yes. No. But it was going to be uh, to help me meet people that I could teach to sell. And then at the same point, if I've got other people that are in the area that are already selling, I could then learn from them too. And we can all kind of put our things together uh, and uh, you know, put our heads together and, and work together. But, uh, you know, it, it worked that way. Uh, I gotta be honest with you, it wasn't easy because many times my wife and I would be at Panera Bread where we started and it would just be her and I having a dinner and, and nobody showed, you know, but that was when the uh, meetup was kind of in its infancy and stuff. So, um, but, um, we, well, did you think about throwing it in then? I mean, because I imagine that would be discouraging. Um, but you persevere. Why, why did you keep doing it? Well, yeah, we, you talk about, think about throwing it in. Yes, because there was a cost to running the meetups. Right. Okay. They had, they had dues. Uh, but I, I just, as, as we started, as a few months went by, we got a couple people that came in, uh, and then the next thing, you know, we had five or six and you know, we, then it, it started growing from there. But yeah, did I think about tossing it in? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was like, it wasn't worth the time sometimes, but we always felt as though, you know what, we've got to eat dinner anyhow. So we might as well go out and if anybody shows. And it's kind of funny because people used to wait. You could see them at the tables. And where we were at, I had a sign that said meetup, eBay meetup, and so on and so forth. And uh, they would wait till somebody else came in before they would come <laughs> in to, because they were that leery of it, you know. And I can understand that now where people would be leery of it, you know, because of um, they feel as though you may be trying to sell them something right. or just insecurities, you know. And uh, so, but it is, it's, it's a, it's a huge part of, of what we do. Uh, I enjoy it. Um, I, I enjoy meeting the other people. Uh, it can be challenging because you're dealing with so many different personalities and, uh, but it's, uh, it, it works out well for us. And, and this is a monthly meetup, correct? That's correct. We try to hold our, our meetings. Um, I, I do everything like our, I, I was a chairman of my uh, chamber for, uh, for a year and everything that we follow. So we try to do everything uh, the second Wednesday of each month when we can. Now this last month we had the uh, uh, Ecom uh, Chicago conference, so we changed the dates. But we try to do it at a regular time 
um, on a Wednesday nights starting at 6, 6.30 or whatever. And that being consistent helps people make plans as far as I'm concerned so that they know, hey, you know what, I can't make October, but in November I'll be able to make it. Uh, I know it's the second Wednesday. Now, occasionally we'll have to change coming up next year. The second Wednesday happens to be my anniversary of February of, on, on uh, Valentine's Day. So I'm going to I think I'm going to change that date or uh, to, in order to save my marriage. You know, so <laughs> that's definitely a priority. Okay, would you say let's talk about what you get from them? Because this is 11 years later. It's not like you're going to go learn a lot. And I'm sure you still every so often get like, wow, never thought about it that way. Fresh perspective sometimes makes it, you know, they're a lot less cloudy. But what what do you still get from doing it um, 11 years later? Well, I got I got to be honest with you. If, if if you think you know everything about the e-commerce world, uh, boy, oh, boy, they'll change it the next day. So every time I go and well, the, the last two meetups that we had prior to this, we just kind of kind of did an open forum and we were looking at people's listings and getting ideas. And you're, I mean, I'm just amazed at the things that I learned that, wow, I'm doing something wrong. I should have changed this. Or this should be done because somebody's keeping up with the changes a little bit more than I am. Nice. And if, if you don't have that uh, open mind, you know, it's it's going to be tough to be found. You're not going to be found in search. You're not going to be able to you know make more sales. So I never I, I think I don't think. There isn't any time that I can walk away from a meetup where I haven't learned something when we have an open open study or, or an open, you know, type of situation where people can talk and raise their hands. And I, I like that because uh, um, it, it's it's hard for sellers to take uh, criticism about something they're used mm -hmm. to doing. And this is the way they do it. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it it's hard for for somebody, well, this is the way I'm going to do it. And, um, it, you know, people don't want to listen to what other people are telling them. But when, we, when we've when we done these open forums, you, you're definitely going to get some uh, knowledge out of that. And, and and in 11 years, I'll tell you, I have just about every meeting we go, uh, you know, we do things for charities, uh, like we'll have our Christmas toy, uh, toy drive coming up or whatever and things like that. So, there's other things that you really, really know that you're helping other people out. And, um, you know, so there's there's more to that uh, than just um, it, this is not a me, me situation. Everybody needs to learn. Everybody needs to prosper. And uh, if, if one person gets one thing out of it, and I'm sure you've looked at my feedback on, on the meetup group and um, rarely do I get people that are upset about something or, you know, what was said or whatever. Everybody's always very positive that they learn something uh, from our group. And that's that's what's important to me. If helping others uh, is just a fascinating way to feel in life, uh, uh, if you can make people prosper and 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 learn and, and they're going to follow you. And, and, and it sounds like your business got better, too. I mean, I think it's awesome, and I think that, you know, other people should consider doing it. I know there was a time that was a more prevalent thing. You don't see as many anymore because everybody's so busy. And I think it's also because there's so many channels to sell on now, right? I mean, Amazon is so primary for so many people, um, and it's so secret. You know, you can't share your what you sell on Amazon because somebody will come and take it, right? And that's So there's definitely a little more... Where generally on eBay, most things are like that guy selling um, uh, forklift parts. 
I don't think he has to worry about Rich getting into the forklift part business very much, right? He doesn't have, you don't have access to him. Right. But so, so let's talk about that. So that limit that I just talked about, is it really a limit or is it an artificial limit? I would, I would think everybody, what I find is people just are, are try to try to niche themselves into a field that they may like. And, and I don't disagree with that. If you're not going to have fun and do what you want to do, but if that niche is something that doesn't sell, uh, you know, you're going to get frustrated. And, uh, I've got a friend of mine that, uh, she makes uh, her handmade jewelry or whatever. And it's, it's a tough, that's a tough market on, on, uh, to sell on, on eBay. It's a tough market to sell on Etsy. Uh, she's got an Etsy store and, and, and they, you know, in a year she's only had a couple sales, but it's tough because it's so, you know, it's so competitive. Everybody's making handmade jewelry and stuff. So in, in, in our case, you know, selling custom products, I, you know, that everything we do is, is custom for the individual. Uh, it's a, it's kind of a dog eat dog world because there's a lot of people that do the same thing that I do, but they, I shouldn't say I do, we do. Um, and, uh, but in, in my case, it's the early bird gets the worm. And, uh, if you answer those questions and you're mobile, I might, I'm going, I don't do 24 seven, but if I get a question and I answer it pretty quickly, uh, there's a probably close to 95% chance that I'm going to get that job. So, um, you know, it's, um, it is a dog, dog eat dog, but I think when people think so narrow mindedly and they don't want to expand their horizons and they don't want to try different things, um, you're, you're just not going to succeed and it gets frustrating. I, I think, yeah, I was just talking to a gentleman, uh, going to New York to a conference and he was just saying, man, I, I would go to that in a second, not even to go to the conference, just to get to hang out and talk business with the group because that's where the real knowledge gets transferred right you get a chance to start talking about your business and then all of a sudden you drop a kernel that relates to my business and I'm like oh you've dealt with that and you're gonna be like oh yeah Steve I've dealt with this six times here's how and then boom it's like a it's like the clouds open the lights come down and it's an epiphany moment you know and here you are thinking Jesus that was the easiest thing in the world Steve you should have just asked but I didn't know that I could have asked, you know, until we were in that environment where we were sitting down having a meal and it wasn't so formal. That That's where I think a lot of the learning comes in. How about you? Yeah, uh, a- absolutely. And um, again, I go back to my chamber. When I first started my chamber, I shadowed a gentleman there, um, uh, uh, Bob Hartung, I'll never forget. And um, I wasn't very good at talking with people at networking events and stuff. I, you know, I would, I knew what I was doing in my business, but how, you know, how to, you know, the elevator pitches and things that they tell you that you need. But that networking is key to my business. And I, I just had a girl that uh, I was at a networking event the other day, and going a little bit off topic here, but, uh, you know, one of the stories that I always tell everybody about my chamber and things that I've succeeded with is. I got one of my best customers at a golf outing, and I don't golf. <laughs> I volunteered with the chamber to go and golf at that particular, uh, to help them out at the golf outing. And that could be you know, doing whatever, driving around in the golf cart, making sure everybody's got their stuff that they need at the holes, because the sponsors are at the holes. But uh, the whole key thing there is that 
um, that I found by being being there and doing that. When you reach those holes and those golfers are coming in, you've got XYZ banker that's bringing his best customers hmm. to that event. He's not bringing his brother and sister and cousins. He's bringing his best customers. And when they have the best customers, what do you do when you're at a hole? You get to talk to those folks. You would never be able to get into their offices if you tried. And now you're talking to them direct. And then you say, hey, you guys mind if I have dinner with you when you're done? Because I'm going to be staying for the dinner. And if they invite you, boom. And I uh, I had gotten one of my best customers that way and had them for years. They, they since have gone somewhere else or um, changed names, different different group or whatever. But uh, I, I told this girl the other day, and I'll tell anybody that story. If There is no better way than to meet and bypass all of the gatekeepers at the at the banks or the lawyers' offices, whatever it may be, other than just going out and meeting them at a at a fun event. They're there to have they're there to have a good time, and they want to have fun, and they do. And but you're there to be able to meet them, and all you have to do is volunteer. It's included in your dues. So, but it, isn't that, it, it it's the it's that breaking. That, that conversation, it's having that comfort and having that conversation. So let's talk about, because I think this is a good segue, into Ecom Chicago, right? Um, there, right, for three days, a couple hundred people having exactly those kind of conversations, right? That comfort level. And you wouldn't get to talk to some of those, especially the vendors. I, I said this to when I was talking, you know, I meant that, that this is a chance where you got these incredible vendors who talk to hundreds of sellers every single week, have seen every single problem you have, have seen the ways others have addressed it. They are valuable information um, that they have a wealth of information that they love to share with you because that's what they love to talk, right? And to me, you wouldn't get to spend that much time with uh, Jeff Cohen, right, or Chris Green or a... Uh, John Lawson or speakers and Robin Johnson, and yet for three days you got that time with them, you wouldn't get that opportunity without that, without going to an event like that. Yeah, that's absolutely true, and, and I've, I've always found that you talk about learning new things. Oh, my gosh, uh, just listening to those speakers, and uh, uh, it, it's phenomenal to me. I mean, these people are the people that have... Uh, uh, gone through the trenches and, and, and they know what they're talking about. And, and to be able to go and, and uh, even if you were at the karaoke party or whatever, to sit there and have some fun and talk with these people. I mean, you can't, you can't do that on Facebook. You can't do that. You know, well, even as we're talking here, but I mean, you just can't get the knowledge and, and listen to them. And if, if you saw the people that are there talking to other people, I don't care what size seller you were, if you're a million dollar seller or if you're just somebody little mom and pop that just started out, I mean, to have and watch them mingle like I do, because I'm sitting on the sidelines and I believe you were, too. You saw a lot of that going on during the during the lunch and, and after. If you walked out into the hallway, you saw all of these people gathering knowledge. And it's just phenomenal to me. And you can't you can't get that um, on Facebook. And, and I know people don't like to attend. They think it may be costing too much money. Boy, oh boy, I'll tell you, for, for as long as I've been in, in the sign business and in my chamber, I attend a, many a luncheon and many a networking event. I wouldn't miss it for, for any, anything. It's just phenomenal what you learn uh, from the other folks, uh, folks and, and what you can, you know, 
uh, help them with. You know, what, what can we do to help you? If you help somebody else, they're going to help you, you know, a hundredfold. Yeah, and, and with no expectation. I have a great story. So I'm checking out of the hotel. I had to uh, get back early. And I'm checking out, and someone in the lobby recognized me. Oh, and, you know, we chat for a bit. And he's from California. I won't identify him, but a seller from California. And I said, oh, why did you come to this event? He goes, well, you know, I heard it on your podcast. I'm like, oh, that's awesome, right? And then I start feeling really good, right? And I said, well, did you get the value that you thought? Because here's a guy who flew in from from California, probably expensive, spent a few nights in a hotel, right, paid for the, the event. He said, oh, my God. He said, I... It answered so many things of whatever his particular situation was. It was like the the lights went on. You know what I mean? It was like, and so I left a little taller when I left. It was like such a good feeling to be able to connect with somebody and them to get the answer. And I still don't know what his answer was. Whoever it was, somebody there gave him the answer that he was looking for. And it led him on a, what he described as a much better pace and uh, path. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, isn't that awesome to leave with that? Um, and again, a guy came from California for that to Chicago, not cheap, and yet he was able to advance his business. So I would say he would say that was the best conference, the cheapest conference, the cheapest way to learn uh, for him uh, for that particular time. And I just think that those stories are so powerful. Where did he come, Chicago come from? I mean, most people shy away from a conference. They're, that's not easy stuff. I mean, that's it, a lot of moving pieces there. Uh, yeah, um, it was Mark Levine from Bubble Fast and, and his wife Robin and, and my wife. We, uh, when we first started like four years ago, uh, Mark attends a lot of different conferences throughout the country, you know, and I generally go to eBay events or whatever. But, um, anyhow, um, he said we should get some speakers together here and, and try and do something or whatever. And, uh, I said, well, that would be fun, you know, and, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm all about uh, learning from other people and, and, you know, definitely giving them opportunities and stuff. So let's, you know, let's try it. And uh, well, he says, well, I can get the people out there. We just, if you want to, we'll, I'll start talking about the people if you want to run the logistics end of it. And, and so that's kind of like what, what, what my wife and I do. We handle all the, uh, the banquet facility, the conference center and the hotels and, um, and speakers uh, as far as arrangements for their hotel arrangements and so forth. So um, that's kind of where we started. But I thought it was fascinating that first year that we started. And um, I think we had maybe 127 people. I, I can't remember exactly. Uh, it was a pretty small location in, in Rosemont. And um, we decided we need to you know make it bigger and, went in, and then moved it into Elk Grove. So, but it, it, I'm all about the networking, and that's what I told Mark. I said, if we can get the people in there, we're going to make this exciting and and and, and make sure that people get a, a good bang for their buck. And uh, uh, when, as you know, it was $199 or whatever. If you got in earlier, it was 100, and I think we had 159 in original. So, I mean, keeping that in mind that we have you know a little breakfast thing going on and a lunch included, uh, you know, it's it's really a good good value for what you get and uh our goal isn't to be making millions of dollars on these things i could i don't want to fill a room with 500 people i've told you that or whatever when i talk about it 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 doesn't make it fun it doesn't give it that uh that i don't know that personal feel Mm -hmm. where people can talk to each other uh and so we've uh, we've kept it right around that 200 and some mark and uh 
Um, but it, it is. It's, it's exciting to hear people talk. I went to the dinner Saturday night uh, after we're totally exhausted. And to listen to these people still talking, and I mean, I was just tired from taking everything down. But they were just so fired up. It was just like incredible to hear these people. And, and then when you're leaving, they're like, thank you so much. This was the best thing that happened. You know, that makes my day and, uh, right. and my well, you, you really are investing into other people selflessly. And to me, again, I, uh, I was blown away. And I just, I continue to sit back and I think about it. And I'm like, the takeaway for me, now tell me if I'm wrong on this. This is my observation. There were a whole bunch of good size to large size eBay sellers, relative to eBay, when you know how, how much an average seller on eBay sells. There were some pretty good size to large sized eBay sellers there looking for information to get into Amazon or possibly expanding into Amazon or whatever, warily, but still. And a bunch of people are selling on Amazon. I don't want to downplay that. But this was one of the events I was surprised at how to see such a large group of large eBay sellers. And I'm assuming that's related to your meetup and the themes of your meetup because there were a lot of local sellers there. Is that about, is that a fair estimate? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, I, I think the, the outreach on the meetup just... As you said, I think we have, I don't know, 1,300 members, somewhere in that neighborhood. But those are all, actually, I have some international members as well, but those are, are nationwide. So when I set up a meetup or when I set up ecom, they know uh, what's going on. So it's not all local, but uh, there's a good amount that are doing very, very well uh, on the platform. And, yes, I think, I, I think uh, what their take is on it is – how can I move some of this product into into other platforms? That's that's going to help me, and uh, that's kind of what we did, you know. So mm -hmm. we're we sell on our own website, we and we sell on Amazon, uh, and and we sell on eBay. But it's it kind of complements each other. So if something might be a little bit slower in in one week, that you know other things may pick up. So it's it, so you you know you kind of have a little bit more of a rounded business. And and when somebody changes something on the platform that you uh, that you just can't figure out how to fix or whatever, uh, like search algorithms and things. Um, you know, it gives you still that opportunity when sales are slow uh, to push your other products on, on other things. And so same thing happened with merch for us. You know, we went out to merch by Amazon uh, with Chris Green uh, doing it last year. And it's it's not a big money maker for us, but we've got a lot lot more to to, to move with that. So, but it's related yeah. to what you do, so it's a natural. Yeah, here's the other thing though is that uh, my observation: if someone was a big Amazon seller and they want to diversify for logical reasons, this is probably a good event for them to go because they're going to meet some pretty good scaled eBay sellers with a lot of information. And the other thing was is that eBay was sitting in the back of the room. Um, I made a contact with one of the gentlemen. He's the He's, he's in charge of bringing new sellers onto eBay. That's his job. His whole team, is that's their role. And he was at this event, and he was just sitting there ready to have a conversation with every person in the room right there. You didn't have to – you could look him in the eye and, and pull up your store and have this conversation. Here's what I sell. Here's what – and he was showing, well, here's what they're looking to sell. People are looking to buy. Could you, could you source these? And to have that level, that was very, very exciting. Yes, um, I know you're talking Matthew Moon, mm -hmm. uh, exactly who he is, and he's a part of acquisition. I had to talk with him too because um, it's interesting to me is when he made that statement that you know how about you Amazon sellers that want to come over to eBay or whatever, 
And I'm like, well, how do you bring all of those skews over there? Because uh, it's just kind of like not the way eBay is for you, for you and I, if we're starting out, you get restricted on certain amounts that you can sell and you, you know, they hold your money, da, 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 da. And he says, well, um, we're, we always assume that an Amazon sellers that has 5,000 or 10,000 SKUs, uh, they know what they're doing. So we can make sure that they get on the platform and they still are being watched. They have restrictions or whatever, a little bit here and there, but uh, boom, they want that product on there. Uh, because it's just more sellers to come on or more buyers to come on to the eBay platform and uh, which is fabulous for everybody. It's a win-win for Amazon. It's a win-win for the sellers that are, are like us on eBay. And um, so, yeah, that's what he, his job is. And I didn't even know he was going to be coming out quite honestly. So yeah, that was, was surprising. And you know, he, he, it's like, Oh, I have incentives that I could give people some free stuff, some free promotional stuff to get them started on the platform. And I'm like, wow, this is the right guy. So I did have his email contact. So if somebody wants to message me, I can put you in touch with them. And my, my comment is this, and maybe uh, I can't imagine you'll disagree with me. You need, eBay will throttle you, right? When you get started, eBay throttles you. And so will PayPal, two separate companies, and they both will throttle you. So if your B plan is, oh, I'll just sell all my stuff on eBay if my Amazon account gets suspended, good luck. You know, you'll be limited very, very quickly. You need to get that stuff established now before you're ready to launch, before you need it. And then that way, when it's ready, you, you know, God forbid you need it, you can go do it. And so, you know, do you have the same advice? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's why we expanded out into different areas. As a matter of fact, one of the girls, uh, um, well, Aaron Bixel was talking about Shopify and everything. And I'm I'm going to see my son tonight, my grandkids and everything, and I want to talk to him because we've been talking about a, a Shopify store for our Appealing Signs uh, website and, and moving forward with that. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's all about so that if something happens to us, you know, in Amazon, let's say, and they, they restrict us or they tell us we can't do what we're doing, um, then, you know, at least I have another uh, another outlet. Now, is it easy to learn? Probably not, but... Uh, you know, um, there's people that will teach you, such as Aaron. Well, how old are you? I mean, let me uh, ask you. Yeah, uh, I'll be 66. Okay, so 66-year-old dude is saying, I can learn it. Yeah, it's probably going to be hard. So that takes away everybody else's excuse, right? you got family, kids, grandkids, business, a couple businesses, and yet you can find the time to do it. Yes, and uh, I, I totally I do depend uh, a lot on my wife. Mm -hmm. She loves to, to learn those different things. Yes, Nyla, and she she she's willing to 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 learn those things and figure it out. She totally runs the website. Uh, it's not perfect uh, the way it looks, and we you know it's kind of what needs to be changed, and that's why we're talking about a different platform. But uh, yeah, I I learned a long time ago that uh, when when my son was first growing up, and he says, Dad, I want to build a computer, and I'm like, You want to do what? He says, well, and, and keep in mind, I'm in the trucking business. I'm in the, in the ice packaging business. And I'm like, you want to build a computer? He goes, yeah. What's he a says, computer? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, exactly. He says, well, you know, we'll buy this stuff on eBay and I can get everything. And here's all of the parts and blah, 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 blah. And we're going to put this thing together. And he says, it'll be for the family or whatever. Because we were running an Apple IIe or something at the time. And and I'm like, well, all right, well, you know, what do you need? He says, well, you need to meet a, mail a check at the time to this guy for this part and that part. 
<laughs> and I'm going to get the case from somewhere else. And and sure enough, I helped. I was fascinated with it, Stephen. I was fascinated with it. I mean, we we were out in the garage building this thing, and I'm like, wow. And the darn thing worked. <laughs> and I was like, holy cow. And I, and I remember getting on the internet for the first time um, and, uh, and Mayo with AOL. And, and this is all with, with my sons that were, you know, thankfully they're both uh, engineers now and, and uh, you know, doing very, very well. But it was like, I, I was just, it, it, it blew me away. And, uh, you know, you're talking when I was, you know, 40 something or whatever, younger than that even. And um, so you're never, yeah, you're never too old to, yearn, uh, to learn. And um, it's, it's a fascinating world out there, uh, ever changing every day. There's a ton of webinars to learn from and listening to you and uh, all of the different people that are willing to give up their time and, and, and teach other people. It's, it's fascinating. I think we're lucky, though. I mean, here we are, two old dudes talking about this modern technology. I, I feel very, very fortunate to be part of it. And uh, I, you know, I count it as a blessing. I mean, I really do. I, I honestly believe that anyone who's interested, I mean, if, if this is interesting to you, again, if it's not, I get it. You know, maybe something else is. But man, it's such a great life. Um, it can be for a lot of, and, and it could be miserable, right? It could be, I always say that, you know, you heard me do my talk. It's the first, you know, five minutes of that hour. It's the best business in the world. Then you're five minutes later. This is the worst decision I've ever made in my life, right? <laughs> oh, isn't that the truth? Yes, many times you, you, you have to wonder. But um, that was like that when you did windows. That was like that when you were cleaning carpets at Blockbuster. That was like that when you were selling cars or answering the phones, right? Isn't it the truth? Oh yeah, there's uh, you know there's ups and downs of people every day and, and of, of situations that you have to go through. The thing that uh, with this is, I always tell everybody, you know, with being an entrepreneur, what's uh, uh, the good thing is, okay, you don't have a boss. Well, that's not true. Every customer is my boss. Yeah. My boss just told me that they need a sign tomorrow, <laughs> so I jump through hoops to go get the product, the substrate to put it on, and we're working on it now, and it's going to be done for them. That's my boss that's doing that. And unfortunately, I probably have like in a week, I'll have maybe 50 or 60 of those bosses. You hope. Telling tell me what to do. You, know? you hope, and, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's the goal. It doesn't always happen that way. But um, yeah, everybody needs everything yesterday. And, and we're used to that uh, in, in some respects. But uh, uh, when it comes to eBay with one day handling and one day, uh, you know, you, you know, that's what we have. We're 100% positive feedback in order to stay top rated. That's what I got to do. So when somebody buys something and doesn't give me the information that I need, it's difficult. I will call those people. I just called somebody yesterday. Like on a phone? Them. Like a real call? Yes, sir. Oh I call them on the phone, but that's what I need to do to stay in that, you know, so I can get the item out to them. And they are shocked when you call. Yeah. Like, wait, my phone's actually ringing. What is, yeah. who is it? What do you want? <laughs> But then again, on the other hand, you know, uh, you've broke, bro broken the ice with them. Sure. And actually the call yesterday, you know, where somebody wanted to buy something extra, he goes, oh, and by the way, can you do this uh, as long as I've got you on the phone? And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Let me send you a PayPal invoice for that. And, nice. you know, add an, you add an extra 20 bucks to a, to a sale or something like that. So, uh, yeah, sometimes it's most of the time it, it's, it's so easy to deal with people. Uh, and I always tell everybody compared to waiting for money, like I'm doing this real estate sign, I'll probably wait 30 days, um, um, or more. 
Um, I've got one of the large delivery companies. I won't mention names. I will wait 90 days for money from them. And, you know, so it's uh, this is, hey, I'm paid and I ship it and everybody's happy and nobody's free. Yeah, you're not financing their business for them, right? And so that's that's a real positive. All right, let's talk about this. You also do uh, coaching courses, I guess, what have you. And so um, now is this Bidding Pros? Is that you guys? Yes, Bidding Pros is our is so our uh, biddingpros.com and I'm going to let him pitch his stuff. Um, and again, I don't benefit, but I benefit because seeing you at these conferences, you knew eBay sellers, you knew Amazon sellers, um, as Rich explained, and we and I'm I'm right where with them, right there with them. We learn something every single time. So the more the more that come in, the better. And so you uh, teach people the basics of selling on eBay because it is hard, right? It's I mean it's not it's easy once you get it, but there is a learning curve. Yeah, and I, what I found, um, well, the education specialist program has actually been stopped by eBay. eBay no longer has that program going, and it started years and years ago with Griff, and um, they would come out with CDs where you could show people how to actually go through a CD of a, a PowerPoint and, and show them what to do. But um, I kind of did a little t- t- uh, tweak on all of that because I found that people, uh, if, if they actually came here, rather than trying to show them how to open up an eBay ID and how to open up a PayPal account, blah, 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 blah. That's the basics that they can do at home. Mm-hmm. So what I do now is when I, uh, I teach a class, I have the people come in, they have their, uh, I will open up the account with them on the phone if they have problems. Otherwise I tell them to bring that eBay ID, bring your PayPal account and bring your passwords. I don't want the passwords. And I want you to bring some items that we can list to sell. Nice. So when they physically come here, we will uh, do a little bit of a a PowerPoint that I've come up with or whatever. But basically what we're doing is I'm going to show them how to search for the items that they brought uh, and see if what they're worth, if they're selling at all, if they sold. And then we will actually uh, photograph, do a description on the item. Um, Generally, if people bring a cell phone now, we'll do the photography right through the phone. Um, and I show them how to use the eBay app on the phone and, and get them started. Now, my listings are not perfect, I'll be honest with you, but, uh, you know, when at least they're going and I tell them, hey, they're good you, enough, yeah. Right, they're good enough to get started or whatever. And we try to list the one that's most likely going to sell and we put it at the right price. Uh, we will actually physically package that item for them. So we'll put it in boxes. And if it's a breakable or whatever, I show them how to how to wrap a breakable with the proper uh, bubble wrap and things like that. And then we weigh it out, and they're ready when that item sells. It's ready for them to ship out. And um, well, let me ask I, you a question I, on that because that I mean that's a that's a one on one. Is this at your at your home based business? Yes. Right. So, so yes. you are you contract with somebody they come in by themselves or you're not doing a group of people at this at this point in this description right no no this is one-on-one one-on-one yeah and what, what I, and, and you're how long does this take um it's at least four hours but sometimes it'll be a little bit longer you know depending on how how far advanced they are or whatever you know sometimes wow. it's a little bit longer so and so you take them all the way through now do you give them a list of uh, the necessary uh, resources that they need? Do they need a scale? Do they need, you know, uh, packing, you know, tape and all that kind of, I mean, do you have a, 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 that kind of stuff outlined? 
Yeah, generally what I'll do is I'll send them home with boxes and stuff. And eBay's given me tape throughout the time. So I've got tape that I can give them. Uh, But I will, I actually have uh, some of my favorite sellers and I will email them where they can buy a scale. If they want to buy the photo tent, I have that photo tent that I use. Um, They don't need to have that. They can make their own. But I have that uh, link to another eBay seller that sells those. Uh, And uh, as far as the packaging material, I show them where they can go for the uh, to purchase uh, from Bubble Fast, um, uh, you know, and and buy any kind of packaging material from them, mm. and um, but I send them home with quite a bit of stuff so that they're they're prepared to to you know get up and go. And if if they get going, uh, and they continue to to go back and list, uh, they'll be in good shape. But uh, you know, That's I, awesome. you know, depends on how far they want to go. And I don't leave them in the weeds either. I don't believe in that philosophy of just okay, take the money and run. That's not the idea. If you've got questions. Please call me before you've had a problem. If somebody gave you an offer and you don't know what to do, please call me. I can help you go through it. Now, keep in mind, if, I'm, if it's a weekend or whatever, you know, I'm not going to be able to answer. But, um, you know, I, I try to I try to get the people that are interested in going. And then I really try to get them to come to our meetups and meet the other people because uh, that's where you get a lot of knowledge from other people that are better at than me. You know? and, and you get that confidence because to me, that's what it is. Cause when you hear other people saying, oh, my God, I struggled. You should have seen the first the first package I sent out, you know, or I didn't know how to telescope. About, I didn't know any of those things, you know, and boy, I had to learn. And then it gives you a little more confidence because it's like, oh, wait, OK, I'm not alone in this. I, other people struggle too. I think that's just so important. <laughs> Love yeah. it. So this service, uh, again, if you go to biddingpros.com, there's a contact us, there's a group classes, course information, private consultation, all this stuff. And you share your store. You're not embarrassed to show your store and you can show that you walk the walk and talk the talk. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, um, we actually, that was an art thing, but we had our store professionally done. And uh, I, I like the way it turned out or whatever. And uh, I get a lot of compliments about my eBay store anyhow. So um, it's, uh, yeah, it, the consultations run on hourly depending on what, you know, what, you know, what you want to get out of it or how much time you want to spend or whatever. So um, I'm working with somebody that I met at Ecom and um, she wants me to, to help her with a whole list of things that, uh, that she wants to do. So met her in the parking lot as we were, as we were leaving on Saturday. And, uh, so uh, we're, we're going cool. to I hope to do that. So. I think you have the right approach, though. Um, and and uh, to be honest with you, I think this is a fair statement, too. You become a better seller as you help others, right? You get more confident in yourself. You, you repeat it a bunch of times. You become a better seller, right? It just reinforces what you know, too. At least that's my experience. Yes, and, and, and it's very true because there's so many things that change. Uh, uh-huh. And as a matter of fact, our next meetup in November, we have Brian Burke coming in from from eBay, uh, from San Jose. We haven't had anybody from uh, uh, from San Jose in, in several years, but uh, uh, Brian's been with them since 2000. I think he's been with them since 2001, I believe. And um, we've I've known Brian for many many years, and I'm grateful to have him out. But he's going to be going through some of the changes, and I've. Uh, when he sent over his itinerary, I'm looking at what what is he gonna? I better go look at these two myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, again, I, you're gonna learn. Been a little bit busy with ecom, and I haven't, you know, I haven't had time to to go some, through some of these things. So uh, uh, it, it it is. It's it's fascinating, and and if you don't stay with the changes, you you know, uh, you're just not gonna uh, move forward. And a lot of these things are amazingly for the greatest good for everybody. It truly yeah. is what they do. They're not doing this to hurt you. Uh, you know, it's, it's painful, 
however logical in the long run, right? And what I like, this is the second conference I was at where eBay was actually at, and you actually got to meet a real person, and you can have a conversation, and they explain, oh, yeah, here's why we're doing that. That's the miss, I think, that they're still missing. They're not communicating why they're making some of these changes and the real long-term impact. Um, because generally, right, they help for the most part, um, but you do have to go through some pain. And now that you can actually talk with somebody, and it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Now I get it. And that, that, that is really valuable. You know, it sounds to me like you really still enjoy what you do. Is that fair? Oh, yeah, we, we do. Um, uh, my wife, I mean, I don't know how she puts up with me half the time because my mind is always going a, a different direction or whatever. But I, I think it keeps, keeps us young. I mean, mm. uh, just, just for, your, for your knowledge there, uh, the event on Thursday at the Ecom, Thursday I put 6.1 miles on, Friday I put on 4.5, and then Saturday was uh, 5 miles, just running around the conference center and putting stuff and taking up and down. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot involved, but um, I, I like the fact to, to learn, oh, man, it, it just, it, it really does fascinate me, and uh, sometimes it probably drives my wife nuts when I think of different avenues and uh, ways of uh, you know making more money or whatever it may be but um, it's um, I do like it I, I, I can't say that I I wake up like you know where I'm ever going like oh man I gotta I gotta go do this I, I enjoy right. uh, listening to the people and, and learning you know, thinking back to all the different things you did was there another point where you were able to get this close with your spouse any of these other businesses where you were able to get this close and this involved um, together? Because, it, I mean, I saw the two of you clearly together. I mean, there's, she's finishing your sentences, no question, and vice versa. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, it, it, where I was going with it is I was thinking about your Chamber of Commerce, you know, experience. How many of those people still love what they do? You know, I'm sure there are some, don't get me wrong, but generally speaking, you know, they don't get the time with their families. They don't get to travel or, you know, you know, stay in the hotels with their spouses for these kind of things, right? Like you do. Yeah, I, uh, well, actually we were in the, uh, the window cleaning service. When I was in the package nice business, I was in partners with my brother. Um, and um, that was quite a challenge in being in partnerships. But then uh, when we went into the, um, into the window cleaning service, we were doing that uh, together. And then with this business, it's, it's a lot closer because there's so much more involved uh, with with what products should we put on? What should we do? What can we do? Um, you know, everything that I that we design has to fit into a packaging situation so we can get it out for a very reasonable rate and everything. So we don't sell big stuff. So yeah, but we we're we're very very close together on everything we do. We're going to see the grandkids, taking them Halloween trick or treating today. So it's. Uh, it's quite exciting to do that, and uh, we do do a lot of things together. We, uh, she's got a my mother-in-law is 93. We're planning on going to see her again Thursday. We were with her on Sunday, uh, being able to do all of these things together. And uh, is it easy? Not always. There's uh, there's some arguments that are going to be uh, uh, brought up, and uh, rightfully so. I listen, and then uh, I tell her. <laughs> and you tell her she's right. <laughs> That's like yeah. that's the way it should be done, right? I understand. I've got, I'm married too. 
Well, okay. we argue sometimes, but that's okay. Well, I, I want to close out, but um, I want to make sure we get your contact info. So if you go to biddingpros.com, there is a contact us button. There's also a phone number there, so you can call Rich. Um, and I imagine if I hit that contact us, it's an email that'll pop up to get to you. Any other ways that if somebody wants to follow up with more uh, more questions, especially if you're in the greater Chicago area, man, this is a meetup group. You know, how much does it cost to, to, to come to your meetup? Um, the, the event, we charge $3. Um, oh, come on. So people come out. Yeah, Three dollars. We ask that people please uh, um, buy a meal because uh, if I sell a certain amount of meals, I don't have to pay for the rent of the room. And generally, we're always in good shape. We don't have a problem with that uh, where we have to pay pay for the rent. So you, if, if you could come and uh, bring your spouse or whatever, come out, enjoy a, a dinner out away and learn stuff from the new people. Um, the um, I don't have that contact, but it's if you search on Google, the e, uh, Chicagoland eBay and e-commerce sellers group, meetup group, or um, there is somebody else that opened one up in the city um, and kind of used the same name. So you're going to look for the Chicago land, I believe. It might be Chicago I, I, area. Chicago area. Okay. Right. Uh, Chicago area. Your Chicago land. Yeah, your Chicago land eBay sellers. Yeah, uh, and um, yeah, and we're we have like 1,300 members or whatever. So that's a good place to get a hold of us. Um, our, our other email is sales at appealing signs.com. Our website is appealing signs.com. Our eBay ID is appealing signs. I'm um, noticing a pattern. Yes. And that's branding. And that's, that's what helps us, uh, with a lot of things, uh, with our business. Uh, it truly does. Um, and uh, expanding real quick on eBay. I'm just, I'm just going to bring this out that one of the best things that people don't think about in the e-commerce world is. Uh, once you've sold something on eBay, that those customers can be yours. So yep. uh, we've gotten some great marinas and things that we deal with in Florida and New York and things like that with it. Uh, we have as regular e-commerce customers that email us stuff and say, this is what we need, and, and we bring it out. So and it's like a sales force, the silent sales force, right, that, uh, it, that sells for you. Love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, there's no, nothing better okay. than that. I don't, I don't have to go find the customers. They found me already. Well, you want to take that trip. Let me come down to Florida and check that out, especially in the middle of winter. <laughs> I better, let me, let me go measure. I want to make sure the measurements are correct. I'll, I'll take one for the team for you on that one. <laughs> yeah, there's some, there's some huge yachts that we've done. It's just phenomenal. It's phenomenal. I've got pictures that are just, oh my gosh. I mean, we're, we're talking, you know, 50, 60, 70 footers. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. <laughs> Some fun stuff. Well, I love what, what can be, and I think you've done a great job explaining that. So the goal of the podcast is to help people move forward and get past stuck. Give us your closing thought on what your advice would be for somebody who is at that point. Where they're stuck, you're saying? Uh, I, I, if you're stuck in something not selling or you're doing something where you're, you're stuck, try to get help. Mm. Uh, don't always depend strictly on on something that might be on Facebook or on YouTube or whatever, because not all the information you're going to get is, is necessarily going to be geared towards you. So find somebody to talk to, get some consultation uh, from somebody. Yes, you're going to have to pay some money to do it, but um, it's like my eBay store. We pay to have it done. Uh, we have other things. We pay an accountant. There's certain things you have to pay for. And uh, if it's education that's going to move you forward, it's worth every penny that you can do. And, um, you know, maybe you just have the wrong product. Maybe you need to search out different stuff. 
And, uh, you know, that's that that may be as simple as that. Uh, you may be able to do that with a phone call to us. We just look at it and say, hey, you know, you're not getting enough money for this stuff, but there's not enough profit there. You know, you, you know, you're spinning your wheels or wasting your money, you know, or wasting your time. Uh, it, it can be simple. So, yeah. Yeah. Get help. Solid. Very good. Man, I appreciate it so much. Thank you. I wish you nothing but success. Take care. Thank you, sir. And what a great story Rich has. Again, I love the consistency. I think that that's the key to pretty much anything. Get better and better and better over time. And Rich is proof of that. And you're not too old to learn new tricks. I mean, I think that's another great piece of the puzzle here. Yeah, just a great story. Hey, remember the sponsors. I just want to thank him again. Scope from Seller Labs. Man, learn the keywords. Solutions for e-commerce. Karen Locker, her team. Save 50 bucks. Get your inventory health report. When you... Think about, you know, Q4 list or just buying list. Gay Lisby's knocking it out of the park. I've got a wait list. You only can get on it through click through my link, and it's going to put you on the list. And when she has an opening, they said they would pop you in. So it's free uh, seven-day trial. So come through and click on the link. Remember GoDaddy and Grasshopper. Again, national sponsor. I'm so thankful for them. And then remember next episode 250 is a give back episode. I'm very excited about it because there's a chance for you and me to give back. And I think you're going to love it. Take care. Thanks for listening to the e-commerce momentum podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.